Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph and Jesse here. We're coming at you from the grotto. Hello, hello, hello. Coffee. Are we picking up that rain on the tin roof at all? On uh, the mics? Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Uh, about ready for the hillside uh, to collapse. One thing I always love, and actually, uh, if you if you go check out the show with Francis, so the extended show notes of the show with Francis, where we have pictures of Francis, you can see the grotto flamingos in the background. Oh. So the flamingos are always here. We always have these colorful lights. Uh, so it always has this kind of like in the in the islands sort of feel, you know, it's tropics sort of kind of like, you know. A little know, poolside. Just yeah. get a little, you know, out of, out of there. There's, out of the there's a lounge aspect to it with the, the different shades of light. And right. <laughs> on, uh, on a recent episode, uh, actually... It was uh, a few episodes is, back. It was a few episodes back. This is from the uh, Cheddar from Afar episode. One of our listeners, uh, John, commented on the show page uh, very kindly his thoughts uh, and reactions to the show. Yeah, yeah. John and brought up some really good points. It was good to hear that. We always, always love hearing from our customers. Absolutely. And, and listeners. And uh, <laughs> you can, uh, I mean, you can always email us, of course, uh, Joseph or Jesse, uh, but Joseph at coffeeloversradio.com. But also you can just go to the show page, uh, coffeeloversradio.com, go to the show and then comment below. That's, uh, I think, probably the best way, but also we can get some like conversation going, hopefully, with, with We all receive y'all. all of them. We laugh yeah. at some of them and occasionally we respond. Yeah, that's right. So we thought, uh, beginning of this show, we'd take a look at, at John's comments and... Um, yeah, do you want to answer. read his comment? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, they were structuring like this because he specifically sort of asked me or, or framed it around something I had said. Right. Getting me so, in trouble. The, uh, we were talking a lot about, about running a small business in coffee. Right. Uh, and uh, the, the episode Cheddar from Afar is because we talked about Wisconsin Cheddar at the beginning. But then we got into the From the Mug, which was small business. Uh, so John says, Jesse, you make a good point at uh, minute 14 about the barista being a huge determiner in quality of the brewed $16 cup of coffee. I've been saying that for a long time. John continues uh, to talk about uh, some of the challenges that small business have in getting that quality every time, essentially what it takes to, to have a barista to do that. And then I'm not reading the whole thing because it's long. You can go to the go to the show page and check that out. But towards the end, he says... I know you like to encourage your listeners to vote with your dollar, and I would do uh, that more expensive coffees if I just knew I was going to always get a great... Well, he doesn't say always, so I'm kind of putting that in there. But if I knew I was going to get a great-tasting cup of coffee, it can't always be guaranteed. For that reason, I don't vote with my dollar more often than I want to. Uh, before you get on your... Like, what you want to say, your response? Medium-sized horse. Medium-sized horse. Well, uh, John also... <laughs> these are good comments for John. I, yeah, I no, I really this, enjoyed this really, that. It's really interesting. He had some other more specific comments about a kind of commercial brewer up there i don't know if you saw those um but my thought on that my immediate thought was it doesn't matter if you are deciding to vote with your dollar or not like whenever you spend your money right it's a vote you're voting one way or another whether you like it or not that's true that's true because we always say vote with your dollar but what we mean usually in the episodes are vote this way or this direction with your dollar be conscious with your voting right that your dollar your dollar is voting yeah your dollar is voting whether you like it or not be conscious (laughs) about it is is kind of what we're saying uh that that's not to be any kind of argument against what john is saying because i think he makes good points here but um there's a few things and i think that and i'm sure he doesn't mean this but just in the kind of the brevity of that that summary it, it's it's almost that um you know every time you go to a place that's going to serve a 16 dollar cup of coffee or maybe they just have other good coffee that that is it's still a good place to support with your dollar because chances are that cafe is making the same amount of money per cup, whether it's a $16 cup or a $4 cup of coffee. You know, it's the cost of the green coffee that's making the difference and the cost of the roaster to do that high-quality right. job. Right. I mean, it's hard. If you don't trust your barista to make a good cup of coffee, 
I wouldn't necessarily spend that. It's like, well, I'm not going to go to the Met Grill and spend a, you know $98 on a steak if I think that it might not be the what I asked for. You know, mm-hmm. when you ask for a rare steak and it comes out as overcooked, like that's you know that's a problem. Um, so I think that's that's totally normal. I think it's also if you really care about the cafe and you're you appreciate that they are trying to put out a, a $16 cup of coffee because of the green coffee of their network or whatever they're trying to support with that. The the uh, it might be worth just talking to the owners or the people making that decision about, you know, mm. I would love this coffee and I'll buy it as a bag to make it home because I don't trust your baristas to make it for me. Yeah. You know, that's an important thing to know that if you feel like, I mean, it's, if I felt like I wasn't at the caliber of roasting a really good coffee, but I still bought really good coffee, you know, I mean, that's something you just need to know as a business that. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I, like, I know a fair amount about coffee. Uh, I think I know what I'm talking about when I taste a coffee and if I can tell, like, how well it's brewed or how well it's prepared based off the method. Like, I think I can tell if it's over or under-extracted or, you know, if there's some other issue with it. I, like, a long time ago, stopped commenting. Like, I go into a cafe, I get an espresso if it's over or under-extracted. A long time ago, I would go up and say, hey, uh, you know, this is, like, it's clearly over-extracted. It's, you know, it's bitter, stringent, whatever. Um, you know, I think, you know, yada, yada. No one ever appreciated this commentary. No, and I fully, yeah, I hate that. I mean, often I'll know, but if I am not in a place for that, mm-hmm. I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, you know, if I know that customer is a particular customer, then I'll make sure to get the scales out and maybe use that as an opportunity to dial the espresso right. back in, kind of thing. But yeah, that kind of criticism is a lot different. I think that well, when, like, when you're talking about something exotic, be like, hey, this diamond is gorgeous, but you know, your kid yeah. that's cutting that stone isn't doing a very good job. And so it'd be worth a lot more if you did a better job. Right. But I think underlying all this, and I'm looking back at my notes that I had written down gotcha. here so I can remember what I'm saying is I'm, I still think you should buy that $16 cup of coffee. Like it, I think it means a lot to an owner if you are going to comment and you're still buying it, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously keep your comments nice if that's what the problem is. But I think that you as a consumer, it's really important that we encourage businesses, encourage small businesses to buy better coffee and to experiment with higher quality coffee like this and different price tags. And I think that also buying that coffee, continue to buy it, encourages that conversation that not all coffee is equal and that there are some exquisite coffees and some exquisite people growing this coffee that just demands a higher price for what it is. And that we need to encourage consumers and then cafes and roasters that supply that, that we want more of this diversity and we want to be able to honor what the farmers are doing. And if I'm in a cafe, if I own a cafe that's a, you know kind of into this realm, and I know my customers really appreciate this, and maybe I lost some money on that $16 cup of coffee, but I've started the conversation, so they're not really going to blink an eye at the $5 cup of coffee that's a dollar more than the regular ones because the green coffee was more expensive or whatever. Then that I think you're you're ele- you're elevating that whole conversation by yeah. by as a cafe supplying those really ridiculous expensive coffees, but also as a consumer by encouraging that cafe to do that, mm-hmm. and that that's a that's a pretty potent message to vote with your dollar. You know, beyond just supporting that cafe in general for a regular latte, but like supporting a kind of a endeavor into that, right? Especially really high end specialty yeah. world or whatever. I think when you get into a higher price coffee too, you get into like a sixteen dollar cup of coffee. If you order a sixteen dollar cup of coffee and it's not brewed well, I think you're very well within <laughs> your like justifiable. Yep. Uh, I think it's very justifiable for you to go up and just, say, "Hey, I don't like how this tastes. I don't think." This and that's is the other. Well. That's the other side of this is that we, as consumers, yeah. that we should be a supporting yeah. this, but b we need to be clear about what we're looking for in this kind of coffee. You know, and it's the same thing with wine. You go to a restaurant, you know, a fancier restaurant, 
and right. they order a bottle of wine, they're going to bring out, and the tradition is that somebody at the table tastes it and sips yeah. it and smells it and determines whether that's what they want to go with their meal. Right. You know, and you can send it back. It's a weird thing. I've, but yeah. I've been at a table where somebody sends it back or there's been some funk in the wine. And yeah. I think it's a little bit different. Uh, obviously, a little bit different with wine just because of the preparation aspect. Um, totally. But, but it's still still the same kind of concept. Like the cafe wants you to have a really good experience. I think my example with the espresso is probably the poorest one because it's an espresso. There's like no margin on an espresso. And the barista doesn't have time to like deal with that. It also doesn't cost very much. Right. So like, and like I've said in um, past episodes, it's an overrated way to taste coffee. That's true. Um, the, but we have a, we have a mutual friend that goes and actively, still to this day, responds to yeah. baristas over the coffee. And I don't I don't like that attitude because the baristas it's not necessarily their fault that it's bad. Yeah. I mean, if you really know how to make coffee, but you show up in a cafe that either a doesn't really appreciate how much you know about coffee or has all their own brew recipes already set up. I mean, some of these yeah. cafes, They've there's a manager doing this. Yeah. And if you don't like that, then that's one thing to maybe talk to the manager about on the yeah. side if you're really advocating this. But, you know, a minimum wage employee that's just following the directions on an espresso machine with a whole line out the door yeah. is not the person to talk to about how to make their coffee better. It's not, the, it's not the time or anything. Yeah, I've had, I've had two... So vote with your dollar and not go back there anymore. Yeah. You know? I've had an experience like, like that. There's get a, a different cafe. drink. Sometimes it's like, I mean, there's some crappy little drive throughs I come through from yeah. the peninsula, and it's like, well, I left my, often, often <laughs> leave my cup of coffee. I'll make my Chemex in the morning with my, mm. you know, $16 cup of coffee right. sitting <laughs> on the counter, and I'll get like <laughs> yeah. 30 miles outside of town and realize I don't have any coffee, yeah. and so I'll stop at the drive through right. and it's terrible. I mean, it's, I don't want to name names, but it's over-roasted, heavy on the Robusta, just like mm. very traditional drive through coffee, yeah. and I am not going to get a shot of espresso there. You know, and so I'll order. That's when I get my like 16 ounce Americano with two shots of espresso because yeah. I just want it diluted with some cream in there. And it's like, I know this isn't going to be quality coffee, but I still go back because it's there and it's when I want it. Man, I, I tell you, this is a really interesting phenomenon that's that's an episode all onto itself. But the other side of the sound is very darkly roasted. Uh, most of the world. Well, that's true. Yeah. Most of the world. But it's like, it's it's an interesting thing because we're. Like Seattle's right here, and even though a lot of Seattle is like darkly roasted, there's there's still it's most coffee. I mean, I'm yeah. gonna say eighty to ninety percent of the coffee yeah, out there is true. heavy medium to dark roast. Yeah, let alone light medium, Char- let alone charred, light. oily. You know, I mean, that's still what people want, and and it takes a really educated yeah. person. Also, if that's you look true. at the the local food movement, that hasn't necessarily spread to places mm-hmm. that are in the suburban areas. Also, you know, um land and how those cities are all developed is all about chain stores and chain stores want consistency you know they want the same burger patties and the same onions and the same cup of coffee they don't want this Mm -hmm. and it's hard to find hipsters from capitol hill in seattle that are used to making (laughs) 20 bucks an hour to move to bremerton to work at a crappy drive-thru to make dark roasted coffee i mean it's just like it's hard to get that stuff that's true but going going back to the the vote for your vote with your dollar uh being more about be conscious of how you're voting with your dollar because you're doing it whether you like yep. it or not. I think as I've been thinking about these experiences and what I've had in the past lately, my my view, my my pattern has been I I spend money based off of how I feel about the business, honestly, not necessarily yep. the coffee. Of course, I like like the, the coffee business that I like to go to. I think make really excellent coffee. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job with it, but also I choose to go spend my money there because I like them and what they're doing. Uh, and there are places that make good coffee and are good people, but I don't like, you know, maybe I don't like the coffee that 
oh, yeah. company that they have I mean, I, it's, there or something like that. It's and really so important. I'm not going to put my dollar there. You know? Right. I don't know. It's really important as consumers that we just give small businesses a break. That's true. Yeah. Like, it is so difficult to make a good cup of coffee, and your preference is not other people's preference, right? <laughs> like, yeah, the yeah. fact that you want light roasted coffee does not override the fact that nine out of ten people that go into a cafe want dark roasted yes, coffee. Yes, it does. Do you know who I am? No. Excuse me. No. You are on the radio, <laughs> and we don't know what your hams look like. <laughs> Point being is, like... Think about the people and think about the people that yeah. are running the business and the yeah. employees. And, like, do you support those people? Like, maybe offer some guidance, things like that. I mean, I'm in small town outside of Seattle. And well, it's, I, think, I think offering guidance is one thing. But I go there and it's like, I don't really like their coffee. I'm not going to get that. So they, it's a Seattle roaster they have out there. And I, I'm not going to go and, and buy that coffee in Seattle. But I am right. grateful that I get to go to this little family shop. And sure. I'll yeah. definitely get a scone and some cookies and stuff to go with it. And I tip yeah. them. And I, I know what my Americano is going to be. It's made fresh. It's roasted fresh. It's it's better than ninety percent of the coffee out there, as most regards. But it's not my style of roast. Yeah. yeah. But it's near my house, and it's lovely, and yeah. the people are lovely. You yeah, know. And true. so I think that's what's important. And people. just as consumers, just supporting these ideas and supporting the farmers, and you know, the way you get around the drug cartels in Yemen or in Colombia <laughs> is supporting the dollars that can outprice the drugs and right. cartels, yeah. and that's. That's why that coffee can get it so expensive. It's not because it necessarily costs that much, but places like Yemen, they don't have a lot of water. They don't have a lot of infrastructure. They have a lot of guns and, that they have to supply. to produce that, yep. that coffee at, at that level. Um, Producing anything in a desert yeah. is difficult, and then that coffee is so incredible. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, th that's another whole whole topic, uh, the uh, the marketing of pricing of coffee and, and how people who are, who are trying to market against the expensive Yemen coffee... Right. Uh, are are trying to use that as an anchor to say they're pricing this because they're trying to be fancy and make a lot of money with it. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no. it no. actually costs that much. Anyway, that's a whole nother, um, whole nother topic. And the more you buy, the less it will go down. There is some supply yeah. and demand with that coffee. The more you, many coffee you buy it, you know, $20 a pound or yep. $50 a pound, the better, you know, the more that they're going to produce and the more that's available. Time for the cup. Here's a cup. From the mug. Beautiful. All right, my All right. choice this week. Jesse's Jesse's turn. What do we got? Send us in your questions. Comment on the show notes below. Go to coffeeleversradio.com. Visit the show page. Comment below. Do you have a topic you'd love to hear us maybe randomly talk about? We'll throw it in the mug, you know? Yep. That'd be fun to have an open source Google document. Oh. Where people can, oh. like, live Well, wow, that's a really things. cool idea. Yeah, if you could just add to it. Joseph... I, I almost want to put this one back, and this is such a third crack, previously known as a third crack topic idea. What do you got? I want to put it back also because this was a totally different topic idea that we were going to talk about in future weeks. Oh. I'm going to let you read it. Okay, sure. Maybe just pick another one. <laughs> yeah, let's pick a different one. All right, because that's yeah. like verbatim what we were just planning out for a future episode. Right, exactly. Um, uh, it's about it's about coffee marketing, but... Yeah, um, there's, that's, a, that's a fun one. Yeah, we, we, have some, we have some interesting plans coming up. Um, that you'll hear about. Yep. But for now, let's do it. So that was that was stuff in coffee marketing and kind of how difficult it is. But we also just talked about that in marketing, the sixteen ounce cup or sixteen dollar cup we, of coffee. Did, and uh, I mean that could be a, a show on its own, of course. But most of these uh, could be, which is why it's usually half a show. That's right. All right, let's try to try to get from the mug round two. Beautiful. What do you got? Manipulating your taste buds. Oh, we kind of did this last week. Yeah. We with did it with the cheese and the high chews, <laughs> and we do it all the time. We yeah. put things with the coffee. Pardon our neighbor is uh, drilling into concrete. 
Yep. Paloma. She's a uh, vintage auto restoration. It's going to be really oh, wow, cool. Really yeah. Cool. So yeah. I have a lot of a lot of tolerance to the noise I'm and smells very from the Yeah. All right. Cool. You should see the motorcycles over there and everything. There's an old Porsche in there. It's so wow. cool. Okay. I'm so excited. We had a lot of topics when we were talking about this. This was the one. We there's the clear like pairing coffee with other foods and and drinks and stuff to get different flavors out of the coffee or you know. Uh-huh. emphasize certain flavors right but also i think when we were writing these down i just watched some silly youtube thing on those that um the little things you eat that change your taste buds that things are sour or sweet oh and huh. it changes like it flips the bitter and sweet taste bud That's receptors and so foods just start tasting really weird and i haven't heard this about show this. that i was watching oh, you haven't heard about that no oh shoot well we'll we'll look for it off air okay and then get that in the show notes it was, uh, we'll probably even link this silly, dumb YouTube show so you guys know what I brought my brain out when I uh, am not recording podcasts. <laughs> so there's lots of ways to manipulate your taste buds. It's, it's pretty amazing that we can do that. Also, people have different taste buds. We have different ways that we taste foods. Um, bitter is one of those flavors that people vary wildly on what they like as far as bitterness and then how much they can stand. And another reason why there's so much dark roasted coffee right. is because it's bitter in a different way mm-hmm. it's not the mm-hmm. raw vegetable light roasted bitterness that can come from that um there's the sugars are more developed so this that that um the bitter side gets gets roasted out a little bit in some regards and a lot of people sort of prefer that you know there are some people that just can't enjoy light roasted coffee because it's just too bitter and we have those little bitter taste strips interesting and it's bitter in a different way though yeah because i find dark roasted coffee too bitter and light roasted coffee not well i mean i think that there's and maybe that comes down to preparation method. There's a lot, a lot of, of preparation. I think when you get to really dark roasted coffee, there's like the new acetic acids and stuff that are formed. Yeah. But like a good solid medium roast and stuff tends to be more caramel than bitter. It yeah. should be. Can are, be. Are, are we talking like the bitter of bright acidity? Yeah. Like a, like a lemon It bitterness? comes from that. Yeah, it comes from the, like the bitterness. It comes from the raw, the raw yeah. coffee yeah. organ okay. characteristics. Yeah, so I have a friend. She's a listener. Um, she... Hi, friend. Hi, friend. She doesn't really enjoy another mutual coffee friend of ours' mm-hmm. roasts because it's too bitter. I love their coffee. Like too bitter as in too light? or Well, right. And I was like, and so I was confused by it. Um, mm-hmm. And she brought me some beautiful coffee, mm-hmm. which we may have had on the show, uh, the Panama, the Geisha from oh, okay. Panama. Yeah. And I was thrilled with my little roast of that because it was one pound. So it was just kind of, I was so thrilled with the way it tasted. It was so good. So excited to make it for her. She hated it. <laughs> it was too bitter. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, what do you mean bitter? Like, this is a beautiful coffee. This mm. is the highest quality coffee. It was $60 a green pound in Panama. Like, so expensive. It's so delicious. And so we had those little bitter taste strips. And I gave her one. And for me, it tastes like I'm eating paper. Like, I can hold it in my mouth, and it doesn't taste like anything. There's a little bit of bitter, but it's just like eating yeah. computer paper. For her, it was dry heaves in the bathroom washing her mouth out. Wow. Hated it. Couldn't handle it. So then I made just another Chemex right again of our medium roast. And she's like, oh, this is what I like. I love this. I was yeah. like, that's why you don't like their coffee, our friend's coffee, because huh. it's all light roasted coffee. And I mean, that's that's such a common thing that we have bitter taste strips to demonstrate this to people that think they don't like coffee because they don't like right. hipster coffee. That's a really interesting thing. I'd like to try that out sometime. Um, remember a long time ago. It's good to have it on video. Maybe when we like, do one of our upcoming videos, we, oh, can, yeah. we can do that. Because the faces, the facial, <laughs> like the experience of we watching should've... people like put something oh, horrible tasting in their mouth right next to somebody. It's like, I don't know what we you're We should have had that April Fool's episode on video. Um, 
do you remember like a hundred episodes we did a video or an episode on dark roast because i i was going all on this uh train of thought about dark roast like ruining your ability to taste light roast coffees like if you drank dark roast constantly mm-hmm. uh ruining your ability to take light taste light roast coffee um the same thing goes for like if you if you consume a lot of sugar and this isn't like proven or anything but in my experience and my observations when you consume a lot of sugar in your diet just in general it makes it much more difficult for you to taste things that aren't sweet like you're you become more yeah i think salt kind of sweet especially like you just like the more salt you put on food then the saltier you expect your food to taste and so things start tasting bland that could be see that yeah. a lot with like people that eat out all the time you know they put a lot more salt on their food i love often salt on my food man well but also i don't when i cook at home i don't cook with a lot of salt i so add it after the fact out. like well yeah. after cooking just to make sure if it's yeah anyway but I, I wonder if there's some of that in play but now like hearing you describe this like bitter taste strip thing maybe there's maybe there's a lot of like personal biochemistry that goes into like oh, taste is. enjoyment of oh yeah of i mean it's totally subjective and some people have preferences. Some people have just experiential yeah. preferences that they are expecting out of it. But I wonder, because we're talking about manipulating taste buds, I wonder if that's something you can change. Like, can you change how you react to the, the bitter strips by changing just your, what you eat and consume on a regular basis? Does that actually shift? Totally. Or I would think so. Yeah, I mean... That, and that I, I don't know sense. about the specific flavors, but I think if you are just start enjoying more light roasted coffee eventually mm-hmm. you're gonna your preference might be for that yeah sort of discovery if you eat more vegetables and meat like your wonder diet <laughs> then um, i have to say like i did that dry january and the first beer i had was like oh that's bitter like oh, not yeah. a bad way but it's yeah. like it's been a while it's been that's 30 true. days since i had any kind of hops or beer or anything like that and i was like oh that ipa is bitter yeah like it's refreshing and it feels really good to hold a pint glass in my hand again but it's yeah i had that it experience. was it was a very bitter beer that's the first beer that i've had in over a month I had the same... You were talking about the beer we had this afternoon, right? Or earlier today? No, no, no. Oh, this was like... Come on. <laughs> First week Come of on. February. It's, I was talking about dry we're January. A, we're a few days in already here. Yeah. There are a few beers <laughs> right. have passed well, that, dry January. So that we, we, had a, you know, we had a beer with lunch. I had the same beer you did. And that was, um, I think, the first beer I'd had in, like, since, you know, Christmas or whatever. Um, and I had similar experience, you know. Uh, but it's also... I don't know. To me, there's some enjoyment of that. I think, as far as my personal taste goes, I've come to enjoy like bitter quite a bit in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I well, really like exploring bitter and sour. And Also, like the experience like, with Andy and the decafino, because oh, caffeine's so bitter. And so you yeah. start taking out caffeine-related compounds yeah, that tend really to be bitter. To me. I can tell. Yeah. You got to try the new ones, by the way, because okay. they're great. Yeah. Remind me to send you home with one. Cool. Uh well, I finally got around to looking things up on my phone. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's called the Miracle Berry. I'm sure all of our listeners knew that already. Miracle Berry? Yeah, it's a, it's actually a plant uh, for miracle fruit. It's a glycoprotein called Miracolin. All right, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. Yep. You can go check it out. It yep. binds the tongue's taste buds when the fruit is consumed, and it acts as a sweetness inducer when it comes to contact with acids. Fascinating. And so it messes with people's flavors. All right. And well, we will link to the goofy youtube show on that link as well. to that and also to the uh the cheddar from afar episode for the you know first part of this episode yeah for our wisconsin friends and um all of our cheese heads if i can find the dark roast episode i talked about i'll link to that as well and sorry about on all those things. the playoffs and the football uh i think that's all we got yeah let's get out of here all before right, the yeah. uh, drilling gets louder. sorry
Well, now now that drilling's finished, let's end it. Cheers, Joseph. <laughs> Cheers, Jesse. That was good. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.